Hey, Cast Chasers, we're back for season two of your favorite podcast made for whiskey enthusiasts by whiskey enthusiasts. This season, we want to bring you along for the ride as we explore the world of whiskey with some great tastings and some even better people. So pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers podcast. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Aaron. How are you guys? How are you guys? Good. So, quick question. Why does your voice sound so funny? That is pretty weird. Scott? Well, it's been a really difficult 2020 with a lot of things going <laughs> <laughs> No one adjusted any bass in this room. No, it's um, pretty weird. Yeah, no. it's coming through. New equipment. <laughs> Actually, Aaron, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we have a brand new director. Stop it. Yeah. Who? She's sitting right in front of you. Hey. Get out of here. Look at Ladies her. and gentlemen. Boys and girls, and if the boys and girls are listening, check your parenting, because that's a problem. <laughs> that's right. I want to introduce everybody to the one and only Katie. Katie is our new director. She's amazing. She's awesome. She's going to bring us to big and better things. Bigger and better things. Not bigger than what Scott could bring us to, but better in a way that only a Katie can bring us to. Yeah. There's a very yeah, specific that's... Katie definition of better, so we're yeah. going to find out what that means. Oh, boy. This, this plane could crash. I don't know. That's true. I don't For know. For those of you that are uh, Scott fans, and I know there's four or five of you out there, um, Scott is not gone. He's still here. We no, still so him. Scott, Scott, number one, he got a promotion. Um, so no yeah. money though. No money. That's the weird. <laughs> Just thing. a promotion. He he got he got more more responsibilities. Um, but yeah, Scott got a promotion and um, he's still helping out a lot. Um, he's been a huge part of us uh, making this transition to sort of a little bit of a new format, new intro type uh, type thing going on as well. So basically, Scott's moved on to bigger and better things. Still a friend of the cast chasers. Still involved. Well, I mean, he's my, <laughs> he texted a me best the other friend. day. He's, he we have to say nice things because he is editing. So. He is, that's right. You're sending this to him. No, but <laughs> Scott's great. I don't hear my great. voice. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's voice just gets edited completely out. Um, but no, Scott uh, Scott it basically just moved on to some bigger and better things. There's no animosity or anything like that. I so, mean, I we mean, fought him. We did, well, I mean, there was like that friend. Fight. There was that thing in the in the alley yeah. and that sort of thing. And yeah. I mean, he's, with a lot yeah. of snapping. He had the, yeah, a lot of dance snapping. moves. Katie's really big into theater. It's, so. She is. She, yeah. th- this, is, this is not bode well for you. So. No. <laughs> a lot of warm tea. It's actually one of the singing. ways I met you guys. Right. It so how, yeah. how how do we know Katie? Let's let's move Segway. into that. Never met her in my life. No. Well, good. I was uh, wandering outside of their house <laughs> and I heard that there was free whiskey. So I just knocked on the door. So I'm going to let Katie tell Katie about Katie and all you <laughs> people about Katie. That That's more what you meant. Yeah. 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 Well, I can say... First of all, I'm I'm genuinely excited about being here with you guys, and I'm so thrilled that you even thought to ask me, because uh, we go we go back a couple years, you know, knowing you guys through some of the things in Haverty Grace, some of the the local entertainment, some of the uh, other I would say small town community things that we've been involved with, and in, in getting to know like Bobby, you and Dana, and then um, hosting you guys for your first live podcast of the Cast Chasers season one. You can check season it out. One episode something. At Who the knows? State Theater of Habit of Grace. It's called Live from the State Theater. Look it up, people. Yeah, yeah, very Googleable. Um, but yeah, I was a big fan of Cast Chasers before when you guys were working with Scott on it. And uh, with Scott's promotion, with him taking more of like a, an editing role to help out, 
it sounded like there was a chance to get involved and I guess I wasn't too annoying. So I got the ask. Thanks I, for that. I think, so like you said, I think, you know, getting to know you, becoming really good friends. Best friends. We have bracelets. Besties. Yeah, best friends. McBee. We made the bracelets. Bestie McBees. I, I didn't get a bracelet. Well. Yours is on order? Scott's not the only one that's going away. <laughs> season three. Anyway. Season three. <laughs> I'm the one that's gone in season three. What happened? How did that happen? One of the things I liked about you, Katie, was you weren't mean to me. And that's pretty cool. Um, we Our first get-together was actually a whiskey get-together. Yep. And... Katie can, Katie can drink her juice. She uh, she uh, she liked whiskey and whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juices and whiskey mostly. So I, we got into these deeper conversations about whiskey and what you appreciated because one of the things that Aaron and I wanted to get into when we started whiskey was not just drinking it, but exploring the depth of it, the beauty of it, the poetry of it, and all of that nonsense. And then making asses of ourselves as we talk about it. We're really good at that, right? But all stars. I appreciated your approach to it. So it was almost like this working interview watching Katie and hanging out with mm, her, which is mm-hmm. not what a friend does, you know, judging. <laughs> it's what maybe, you do. Maybe a sociopath. <laughs> but I really felt like, you know, we, we thought of a lot of people because, you know, Scott taking the role of editor and, and um, moving on to that studio penthouse in the sky. He didn't mm. die. But what? I don't know. Just Ryan what is sense. happening? In my head, it made sense. <laughs> we're going to make a statue of him. We knew we were looking for somebody that could direct us, that could keep us on track, which is failing already. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you really kind of stood out. But then we wanted somebody that wasn't necessarily a whiskey aficionado, but mm-hmm. somebody that could appreciate it and respect it. And then uh, I think that was you. So uh, officially, welcome aboard. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for being our boss. So, uh, I, let me jump in for a second. Oh, um, so no, so on uh, w- one of our episodes on season one uh, was titled "A Story of Firsts." So I'd like to, if we'd be able to, kind of jump in a little bit with Katie and see how did you get involved in whiskey, your whole background there, mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I would love to share it with you. Oh, great <laughs> little little epilogue to season of firsts. Um, yeah, I mean, I really, I think my appreciation for whiskey comes from two different places that's just converged over the last several years. So one of the first, I guess, exposures that I had to the idea of whiskey as, as a personality, as something that was, um, an imprint of a character, right. Was, uh, one of my favorite pastimes, which was watching old war movies with my dad. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just kind of our, our thing. We would stay up late and just go through like the great escape and Patton. And what I thought was the coolest thing about those movies is that you would have these larger than life characters like general Patton who would just walk up to, you know, enemies, front troops cursing like a sailor. And he always had, uh, you know, this, this again, larger than life personality with glass of bourbon cigar. And, and it was just a whole persona that I thought that's amazing. Like that's, somebody who is a leader in a badass and unique way. Mm. And it was just kind of part of the character, right? So that's something that I, I always thought was cool before I could even, you know, legally drink whiskey. And then she met <laughs> us and was like, okay, so that's not all what whiskey right. is apparently. <laughs> right, exactly. There's some other it's characters. Most of it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but I would say like the other point that kind of converged is in the last several years, some of the companies that I've worked for in my my daytime job, you know, until I can do cast chasers full time forever. Right. Um pays enough. So much yeah, money. Right? My salary is great for this, you guys. What? <laughs> no, but there was just a, a net, again, like a whole level of leadership 
that it was part of the culture on the executive team, right? And uh, my job at the time was working with a lot of C-level VPs uh, across companies. And so after every big meeting or conference, you know, you kind of, you get invited if you're part of the crew to these dinners or these whiskey tastings or, or something where, again, it's just whiskey is part of the, the way that you interact with people. Yeah. And the thing that was interesting in those settings is I was one of very few women that was part of it. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of had some some guys sitting around talking about their favorite scotches or what they liked about it right next to talking about their golf game. And to be honest, the competitive side of me just wanted to dive into it right. and, and have my own thing to contribute. So kind of started my own journey of exploring whiskey and different things that I like and then getting me awesome people like you guys has just brought it into a whole new level of appreciation. Aww. So what made you want to come boss us around? Uh, well, you need to be bossed around. Uh <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> fair. That's fair. No, I just, like I said in the intro, you know, listening to some of the episodes, being there for the live podcast, I love the Cast Chasers approach to whiskey and exploring it on so many different levels of history, of the people that made it happen, of the nuances, of the different tastes of different types of whiskeys and why that is. And- one of the things that I love about something, you know, Bobby, you and, and Aaron, you have been so clear about is that whiskey is something that can be shared and brings out a different level of sharing between people. There's just such depth there. And you don't have to be somebody who's been drinking scotch for 30 years to appreciate that. There, there's a path for people who just want to be part of the culture and the community, too. And I love how Cast Chasers appeals to both of that. So that's, I, I wanted in on that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. My words are poetry. I know. That's gold. We yeah. should put that on a coin. We should. <laughs> so let's talk about what people are going to see that's going to be different this season versus last season, I guess. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So um, after Bobby and Aaron, you know, you guys asked me to be a part of this. Um, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, what did we love about season one and what do we love about cast chasers in general that we can grow on? And then what are some things that we really want to fine tune for this season? Because again, we have this great appeal for whiskey enthusiasts as novice level and also as, you know, expert level. Um, so one idea that stuck out to me and I'm, I'm really excited to see through with you guys is the whole concept of the series that we're going to be rolling through in season mm -hmm. two. So it's, and I mean, it's just going to read like chapters of a book, right? So, you know, in, in the first book that we're looking at, it's really what are the different basic factors that go into making whiskey whiskey in the way that, you know, has such different flavor profiles? What goes into that? And in talking with you guys, you know, we said it was wood, water, grain, and yeast. Those are really the key chapters of that book. So something that all of you out there as our faithful listeners can look forward to is us really taking a deeper dive into each of those things, wood, water, grain, and yeast, and uh, doing it from an expert level, top shelf approach, but then really unpacking it to bring everybody along for the ride. So, I think that'll help you, the listeners, and to, well, first off, you'll listen, you'll want to listen to all three because there'll be cliffhangers. Mm -hmm. You'll want to learn more and you'll get more. Um, plus, we'll kill off a character every uh, episode. Right. Something like that. Yeah. You guess We're that. starting right. with three characters. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't say it was going to be long. This season's going to be shorter than season one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to keep them guessing. Yeah. I would say one of the other things that I just I love about Cast Chasers and everything you guys and Scott built, too, um, there's some really fun nuances to what the Cast Chasers are doing, right? We're kind of redefining whiskey pop culture. We got our little... Snippets like uh, Glenmo, which oh, yeah. I believe has been trending for a while now. Hashtagged. 
That's right. Hashtag Glenn Moe. Right? We legally own that. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. Can we legally own Glenn Morangi? Can we? No. No. Just no. Not, too no. far? No, okay. that's too far. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know where that, line, where that line sort of stopped. We can write a really compelling letter, though. Mm-hmm. I think I think our whole goal and where you to what your point is and I think where it fits, our whole goal is to bring, and we say it all the time, new, on, new people of whiskey into yeah. the same room with people who know everything they can about whiskey. So the hope is to have these amazing guests, you know, um, to have us ramble, to have <laughs> great questions, Q&A, to get you, the audience, involved in listening and asking questions, and to bring you all into the room. And it's not a big room, but it'll fit most of you. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, virtually, anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of the, I think... We have threes of yeah. listeners, so... Yeah, threes and threes of them. <laughs> and that's a magic number. I love it. So... <laughs> Uh, the main reason you came here today is to drink whiskey? Uh, correct. I that think, would be correct. I think. Oh, we should have brought some whiskey. I know. Damn it. It's the weirdest way to get on a podcast. Wait a minute. We have whiskey. Part of the multiples. chase is chasing down bottles outside of the room. That's true. <laughs> Running upstairs to get them. We actually have a couple here. What do we got? What are we drinking? All right. So we've Not got, to sound like a lush. That's right. Not to sound like a lush. What aren't we drinking? We that have would be a lush. 35 <laughs> whiskeys here. So... We st- we started season one with with Glenmo with the Glenmo ten and it was actually Katie's idea to um, start season two with more Glenmo, Mo Glenmo hashtag Mo Glenmo and they're not even oh. paying us they're not not yet why why aren't they sponsored anyway so the two the two Glenmos we have today um, are the uh, La Santa and the Quinta Ruben so uh, a lot of people that'll be you know their their next two steps in 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 if they're exploring Glenmorangie, it'll be, you know, let me try the Lasanta and the Quinta Ruben. One is a sherry finish and one's a port finish. Well, they're great. I mean, if you're, if you're jumping into Scotch whiskey in general, you're going to find, you know, you're going to find these two finishes in a lot of, not just Glenmorangie, you're going to find sherry, sherry's heavy. Sherry's all over. Throughout yeah. Scotland. And you're going to see your port finishes too. And then here. Yeah. Yeah. There, like there's all kinds of finishes, but I, I would say, I'd say, would you agree that these are sort of the primary two i think that you so. see Mo, m- more i, you, you I see the, more the, sherry you definitely more, see more sherry yes i'll give you that yeah so i like this one so it's two sherries actually it's um it's pedro Jimenez and oloroso sherry finish so it's and actually, that would be the lasanta that's the lasanta yeah. um i assume that's the one we're diving that in is first. that is it's but, the one it's one you've got poured I at know, least I'm holding <laughs> it like an infant so i'm a huge sherry fan i like sherry I like sherry in the morning. I like sherry on my cereal. I sherry put a little bit in my coffee. Morning, you know what I mean? God, our voice is like gold. Maybe we'll ruin sherry that. at supper time. <laughs> That's right. We're uh, I'm a big sherry fan. I know Aaron despises it, it hates oh, it, okay. and thinks okay. it's the can worst we, can thing. Can we dive into that for a second? Fine. Because that's something I heard loud and clear on season two. What did Sherry do to you, Aaron? What did she do? Oh, Sherry. Sherry, Sherry. Um, I'm not so, as good. No. <laughs> Close. We're keeping that in. So... Um, it. I, I think I just need to try sherry, and the, I'll 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 be honest. This is one of the first sherry finishes that I ever tried. Was the um the Lasanta. When you say try, yeah, you mean actual sherry. No, th- this is the first sherry finish that oh, I've I tried. I've not a- actually ever had sherry. I need to try sherry. Um, I've never had actual sherry. I might like it. I might not. Um, it's a tricky witch. It, I'll say it, that. It, well, okay. Sneaks up on you. That's right. So um, th- it's there's something I had. I, I, I had this. Like I said, this was the first sherry finish I had, however many years ago, and it was like okay. But to me, side by side, this one with the Glenmo Ten, 
I just preferred the taste of the Glenmo 10. Mm-hmm. There was uh, a, a little bit of a, like a, uh, the only way I can describe it is like a sharper citrus flavor to mm-hmm. it um, that I, I was unpleasant to me at, at first. Now, since then, I've had more sherry finishes, more port finishes, more this, more that. And I found that there are some things that are sherry finished or even, uh, I've actually found that uh, whiskeys aged in sherry barrels completely start to finish i really do like so maybe it's just when it's a finish it's not enough for me mm-hmm. maybe May- maybe i just need it to like really really get in there but so between the so sherry yeah so your abalor versus your finish. right right so yeah your 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 abalor the the abuna that one is completely aged in sh- and i think it's completely aged in oloroso sherry mm-hmm. as well i think so yeah. so um and i found that more if it's oloroso i tend to i tend to prefer it than just sherry in general which this is half and half oloroso and something else right um so yeah between these two i'm still team team uh quinta rubin team port but um yeah i and i honestly well, this is the classless first... pl- pirate well and i am <laughs> i am and I, I will say it's been months since i've had the uh the lasanta so th- this will be fun to can try I, it again. Can I just me. say something? So I was researching a little bit about both of the Glenmos that we have in front of us today. And uh, apparently, Lasanta in Gaelic is uh, translated to warmth and passion. Mm. So I'm normally mm. a poor person myself, but mm. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see how that translates in this Lasanta. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It, I, I get the warmth. Let's you get the warmth? <laughs> get the warmth. I've been drinking. We're supposed to pretend like... <laughs> Do you have like, a fever? That's right. Wait a second. <laughs> I bet I know what the only prescription is. Um, All right. So this is 12 years old. La Santa. Let's talk about the nose for a second. It's gorgeous. It's not offensive. No. (laughs) Those are two very different reactions. (laughs) So, so I'm, I I am picking up what, what, what my nose now knows as Sherry, you know, it's that sort of that um, grape, but like a a light fruit sort of flavor to it. Plum. Yeah, 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 those deeper, sort of things. Darker, deeper, darker fruits. It, it's not even that though. It, 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 to me, it's almost it's it's lighter. To me, it's I kind don't of know. like no. The first thing that I'm kind of getting is um like a lighter potpourri flavor. Okay, but not not on like you know dusty grandma's house potpourri. Yeah. It's more of just that fresh light oh, floral, floral that you're talking floral. about. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, like Etsy. That... Like if you got it off Etsy, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. somebody made it. <laughs> is there a sequence on this? Um. But yeah, okay, and and that might be that might be part of it that. too. Is more, maybe something a little more floral. I'm not big on floral floral mm-hmm. notes in 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 things. So, I mean, I get those, I get those fruits. Yeah, some darker fruits, but not like rich. If that makes sense, darker fruits, but not very not mm-hmm. a lot of depth to them. So when I say, wait till you dive in. When mm-hmm. you dive into it, you're going to get those dark notes. You're going to get that more dry fruit. Yeah. That I'm talking about. I absolutely so in in actually getting into the sip, right? The darker, more mellow, almost that chocolatey plum is definitely playing in kind of like the lower part of my mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, it's so interesting to me. And again, this goes back to one of the reasons I was excited to be part of Cast Chasers with you guys. Just the different path that your palate goes through and all of your senses yeah. as you're tasting. That light floral piece on the nose versus that that chocolatey plum on the bottom that I'm getting is just. You know what it might be for me? It might be, I might like reverse things in whiskey than I like in um, wine. I like a dry wine. This tastes sort of dry yeah. to me, like the way a dry wine would. 
I don't like my whiskey to taste like that. I like my wine to taste like that, but not my whiskey. So what I'm, 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 I'm what discovering it, so what, literally at this moment. And I know the answer. This is for everybody listening, hopefully for the first time. What is your ideal whiskey palate? Are we roundtabling this? But I go back and forth between, I'd say, two, two flavor profiles. One is a very mellow, very rich flavor, but... It has peaks and valleys. Mm. Okay, so like me, uh, like a, uh, um, like to keep on Glenmo. I get no. I'm gonna go away from Glenmo. Uh, Mortlock, Mortlock twenty. Okay, Mortlock twenty. It's got that. It's got that vanilla. It's got a little bit of that caramel. Like uh, a lot of the notes you get in like a, um, like a bourbon. But then it's got sort of almost a like a creme brulee mm. and like just really soft, gentle notes but you're tasting six seven eight different things while you're going through it and it's got these peaks and valleys to it it's not just sort of that one note um my so you're other, a fan of the complexity yeah, you like the journey yeah. of it and it's and it's I, I very much complexity but i've been leaning more into a subtle complexity mm-hmm. where like every time I, I like the first time i take a sip i'm like ooh, it's this thing and then oh it's that thing and i, I haven't tasted that before mm-hmm. my other thing is peat you know, and that's classic. Just, and yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. just a, a whole whole different animal. And I've been I've been uh, I've been leaning into some different peats, some sweeter peats, and that sort of thing as well. But we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that over and over again. But I'd say overall, it's this it's it's the it's the subtlety mm-hmm. but complexity at the same time, which sounds like it's not the same right. thing. You but like the paradox of whiskey. I like the paradox of whiskey. Aaron, what is your flavor spitting. profile for whiskey? Paradox. Why would you give him that? Paradox. Why would you hand that to him? <laughs> well, it's your turn now, Bobby. Is so it my turn? I'll do my best. <laughs> what is what is your ideal whiskey profile? The details of my ideal whiskey is quite complex. Um, I, you know, if I have to pick a whiskey off the shelf, I'm, I'm a so I'm a huge Highland Park fan. Um, what I like about Highland Park is a lot of these mass produced whiskeys and I, am not a, I'm not against them. I like how they're consistent and I I like consistency Mm -hmm. in my whiskey. Um, I do like exploring. I like peaks and valleys and when I'm drinking a dram and it kind of tells a story, I'm all about that. But when I'm really grabbing a bottle, I want it to be continuous, but I want it to have very specific, almost like a favorite meal and, mm-hmm. and it's not just eating that favorite meal it's how you eat that meal when i eat a plate of thanksgiving dinner i eat it in a very specific way mm. you know i want the balance of the salt and sweet and everything but i want right. it to be done my way i like a nice brine followed into a deep you know cherry yeah. mm-hmm. kind of sweetness yeah and then a hint like like a bonfire is outside mm-hmm. smoke and that's what i get from like a highland park or some you know a lighter right. piece yeah. of whiskey that's ideal for me um but I like a dark, deep, rich whiskey too. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. with a with a bold color, but you taste that color. So not necessarily a dyed whiskey, to something that's got this, you know, almost almost like a very deep, flavorful wine. Since we're using mm-hmm. wine as an example, I'm not a wine guy, so Why I don't not? name one. Um, but that's kind of what I'm looking for. I want something bold and you know, and, and pocket sized, mm-hmm. but but complex in its own way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So no peaks as, and valleys. As much sense as what I, whatever right. I said. Man. I think I we've think, got, we've yeah. got complexity. We've got consistency and boldness. Just it's very profound. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. our kind of Katie. Yeah. I'm curious. I, um, so my palate in general is kind of all about extremes. Um, when I'm talking about Fireball. food, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> well, it's been nice working with you. 
No, I just, uh, whether it's wine or food or, or whiskey, to be honest, I really like things that are memorable, right? Mm. Um, so when I think about whiskeys that I enjoy, especially on the scotch side, I love that that heavy peat. I love that smokiness that just kind of, I don't want to say overwhelms you, but it leaves that impression mm. that that helps you understand like, okay, well, the next time I'm in this mood, I'm going to come back to this drink because that just left such a strong mark on yeah. me. Um, I like the brininess too. I've got a Talisker single malt at home that mm. I've just, I leave to treat myself every once in a while. Uh, so those are the types of things that I like. And, you know, thinking about it in terms of my preferences in wine, it's very similar because I like those, those bolder, drier, richer, like coffee and dark chocolate mm. and dark plum kind of flavors that go along with it. Um, the thing that I think is a little interesting and something that I'm looking forward to, to growing for myself as a whiskey enthusiast is getting down some of those subtleties and some of those notes from the complexity of different whiskeys. You know, the things that have such a different uh, nose um, uh, smell to it versus mouthfeel. I mean, that's something that I'm not used to going for, just the ride of how a flavor can evolve in a single whiskey. I think that's what so, makes what we're drinking so interesting yeah. because you know, the sherry isn't, you uh, you and I, and you kind of, it sounds like you share a lot of what Aaron and I, kind of a mix between the two of us. Um, Perfect. But the sherry <laughs> is a little sharper, you know. They're, but they're, I was going to say, yeah. I, I, I was almost going to say pointy. It, it, like it's, it, it really it, is. It gets your it's tongue. Got, yeah. It's got that like pepper. tart kind of. Yep. But there are, if you search in, a, in, in deep enough into a whiskey, there are those notes mm -hmm. that you can pull out those dark, richer chocolate mm. and prune. You're going to get it in the port. It's I mean, very, that's coming. very warm you know? and passionate. It is. Which and it's really young. is the word that comes to mind. 12 years. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a reasonably young, typical, yeah. you know, yeah. scotch, but that's a, re it's not like a bourbon where that is what you're getting. Mm. I mean, it's there. There's your, there's your vanilla. There's your molasses. You really have to hunt for it. But, um, I appreciate that. The, um, Quinta Rubin. You don't really have as much of that hunt, you know. It's more in your face. I but think. I don't want to just find it. I want it to be a thing. I want it to be something I have to look for. You know what I mean? Like my love life, or like my kids. <laughs> something that I'm. <laughs> something that I'm. If I, I'm freaking out because I can't sure. find it. You know sure. what I mean? Well, okay. Well, why, why don't we get into it then? We'll, we'll get into this one and we'll talk yeah, about this, this one a little bit. This is just like a, a psychological. It is. Adventure. God, I, I should send this to my shrink. <laughs> Just the whole, just the whole series. Um, all right, so the Quinta Rubin. Um, originally, the or at least the last expression of the Quinta Rubin they had was a twelve was a twelve year. Uh, this one's a fourteen year. Mm -hmm. uh, this one's run, won a bunch of awards. Let's start with the nose, Katie. I saw I, I saw you kind of jump back there. I did. You, so, I, so what was that? Holy cow! So I just did a, a little swirl and mm. sniff, right? And immediately it's just like caramel, like rich caramel, just and I'm not. I wasn't used to that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, right, right. So th this one, sweeter for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sweeter oh, yeah. for sure, um, which not always something I'm looking for in mm -hmm. a in a scotch. But when you've got – and I have had port, and I do like port. I have not had a port that I don't like. <laughs> I've had cheap port. I've had expensive port. I don't know a lot about port, but when it's I have it, I like it. It's it is. It is. Port. <laughs> That's why I keep saying port. it. Port. Um, so, yeah, there it does have a lot of that caramel on mm -hmm. the nose that um, – you pointed out there. Um, it's got, like, I think it's got deeper dark fruit flavors. In oh, it's it. like, mu like much deeper, richer. richer. Okay. And I think, I think that's, that's more what I like is those, the, the, the richer kind of really in your mm -hmm. face, um, 
type uh, type flavors. And there. you know, one of the things. So just in thinking of the two between right, La Santa to Quinta Ruben, mm-hmm. um, when I was kind of just getting that initial first waft of the La Santa, I, and I like to think about smells and taste in terms of visuals, right? Mm-hmm. Just it's how my brain works. So the nose of the La Santa was like a faint kind of like like a whisper, you know, it's just kind of like lilting, and then to just get that initial smell of the Quinta Ruben, it was like a wall of caramel. Yeah. So the fact that the two, I mean, it's just, there's such a different pronunciation, pronouncement, whatever that, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's Those a, things. Sticks it, out. It's a porty, port, portiness, the portness of this, I is, think. Is that yes. an important part of the Oh, <laughs> Very important. no. No. Thanks, guys. No. I'll be here for undisclosed amount of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's, so it's, it's the port, Port's very strong, very mm-hmm. very forward. The age, you know, you got fourteen years. Do you remember the twelve? I only had the twelve once. Was it as in your face? So I feel like the the twelve mm-hmm. was even less subtle. Hmm. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, even less subtle mm-hmm. than this. Just sort of like a smack in the face of um, kind of um, like vanilla. And quintessential Glenmorangie citrusy orangeness. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. I don't think it had the depth that this one does. And I mean, you, you th- that could all be psychological with me too, because this one's a fourteen year and that one was a twelve year. But um, I do know that I really liked the twelve a lot. I'm looking for another bottle. So I, I we sh- something. Let's do a side by side of the fourteen oh, and the twelve it. at some point. This let's is, find a twelve. It's viscous. It's yeah. Yeah. You it, could put more, this on a. It's a topping. Like, mm-hmm. Think. Think very caramel, yeah. Which it's caramel, not caramel, for the two of you. We'll get into that um, later. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's very caramel ice cream topping, but you know, but it's alcohol. And that's one of the things that I'm just so intrigued by with Glenmorangie in general, right? If you're building off of that citrus kind of flavor to begin with, and then we're talking about the difference between how these are finished, right? Sherry versus port. Mm. It it almost seems like it's kind of in a dessert scotch kind of family sure right versus some of the the flavors that i'd normally lean towards that are saltier that are smokier that are much more and i'm a savory person in general yeah yeah and so am i so am i so that that might be part of why i I really dig this stuff in a in a whiskey as well not that i don't dig the other stuff and the smokiness and that it's just you know a little departure from my norm yeah it's so different (laughs) that was my favorite different (laughs) of all of all the times i've heard someone say different that might be my favorite. So, which one favorite? Me? Mm-hmm. Which uh, one oh, favorite? I don't complete sentences anymore. Uh, <laughs> which, which, <laughs> which drank best? Aaron, so, best one. I mean, me, me it's going to be the Quinta Ruben all day. It's going to be the port yeah. finish all day long for me. Yeah. Bobby? Well, I am a Sherry fan, yeah. but it's the, it's the Quinta Ruben. Yeah. By, by all, it, it hits yeah. all the notes for me. Yeah. It's, yeah? It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love Sherry. I adore the La Santa. Right. But that deep, rich, that, that takes me. Fun fact, uh, the Gaelic translation of Quinta Ruben. I know, I like research sometimes. Uh, stands for Ruby Vineyards. I don't even get that in that word. La I know. Santa made sense. Right. But Quinta Ruben means ruby The something? only thing no. I can no. think no. of Ruben, ruby, I don't get that at but all. Ruben, like the sandwich. Like you get the sour cream. Ah, yeah. there, <laughs> it yeah. there it now is. There it is. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The it only thing I can think about. It does taste a little bit like a deli sandwich. <laughs> now I know what I'm having with lunch tomorrow. Mm. Well, the, um, the color, yeah. to your point. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I mean, it's the light. I mean, you're not in this in our $2 million studio that right. we just had re- renovated. 
but the, it's very dim in here for um for the listeners out there it's very cozy think i'm 17 i just got invited to somebody's house and there's more people there and we're still some beers that's what this basement looks like it's kind of what it feels like yeah, yeah. i'm gonna stay in the shadows yeah yeah somebody's uh, making out with somebody aaron i'm looking at you <laughs> but the color on this the charcuterie is just so good <laughs> and we have a charcuterie down here which nobody can pronounce the color is just is distinct. it is and that i'm a, i'm aaron's a bottle chaser I am a, I like a good color yeah. on my whiskey. Yeah. And that is the Quinta Rubin. That's superb. If I could describe it. Okay. So I'm not a jeweler by profession, but I like shiny things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the Lasanta, it, it no, is No, more... no, no, You don't get to just say something <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm going to then... follow it up. <laughs> if I had to pick one to, to wear in an amulet mm-hmm. or a ring. Now, like the Lasanta has a brighter, thinner color. That's almost more like the normal Glen Morangi, right? Sure. The Quinta Rubin though, I mean that's that's just like that is a deep, richer, warmer hue of amber that again, because I think in terms of visuals, if I saw that in anything I could wear, buy, paint, I would definitely gravitate towards that cuz again, like the flavor profile versus the color of the the whiskey just matches. It sticks out to me. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. 14 well not 14 continuous, but that's time spent in a ruby port, you know, cask. There's the wood is mm-hmm. doing that. I mean, that's that's the brilliant of the staves. Yeah. That's that's the mm-hmm. cooper picking the right stuff. That's the distiller picking the right stuff. And that's where you're getting that rich color. So that's just sherry versus port. That's what's what's in the wood, what's in the staves. It's just going to be the difference of color that you're actually pulling from that wood. And that's really one of the reasons why I was interested in comparing the two of these today, between the La Santa and the Quinta. I think one really wanted to build off of Cast Chaser's love of uh, the Glen Morangi in general, right? But this is also a perfect tee-up for one of the first series that we want to focus on in season two, which is really the importance of wood and cooperage and how the different uh, like variations of that can influence so sharply the different flavors and whiskeys that we get out of it. So Sherry versus Port is a great place to start. Oh, absolutely. I think Man, I, it's yeah. like somebody smart is in charge now. I feel, I don't want to say intimidated, but I'm not intimidated. I am very intimidated. I'm also intimidated. Yeah, maybe she should just do it because I'm scared. <laughs> you guys, you guys need a minute to. It's the it's, it's not just it's not just how amazing Katie's going to be. It's yes, is she making us wear matching outfits? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, I thought it was weird at first, but odd. I'm digging it now. Yeah. I'm digging it. It's fine. I mean, it's a onesie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and the, the polka dots are you know startling. But wait a second, is she? Her, why is her chair so much higher than our chair? I don't know. It's a power play. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to it. I, I think a lot of people don't appreciate oak the wood enough um what it brings to the table i mean they know what it does but they what it can bring to the table what it can bring to the bottle mm-hmm. specifically scotch i mean new oak for bourbon obviously it's natural flavors vanillins that molasses you know the spice notes and all of that so there's a lot of different bourbons with a lot of different flavors but then to take a used one and to pull and to mix and then the grain and all of that of course play a part i think this is the complexity is amazing, and I'm looking forward to kind of digging into that more. Absolutely, with all of you listeners. Yeah, it's gonna and, be a good uh, place to start. I think That's right. So. I think maybe so maybe that should start one of those series that Katie was talking about before. Katie, can we do series? 
you know what, guys? I just had a great idea. What's that? What if we did series? What? Just thought of that. Like a three-part series. That would like, be amazing. Like a like a top shelf interpretation of what we're talking about, and maybe a, a whiskey that would really embody that, and then maybe one that's more like entry level to translate it. And then, I don't know, maybe a third episode that's a little wonky, a little different. Maybe talk to an expert about it. Sure. What about that? I think that's a great idea. Work. All right. Well, I guess that'll about wrap it up for episode zero of season two before we get into our first series. So thanks, everybody, for joining along, coming back to see us in season two. And definitely make sure to come back for our first full series where we'll be focusing on the flair that different wood, barrels, and the art of cooperage can bring to the whiskey-making process. Remember to check us out at podcast at caskchasers.org if you like the episode, want to shoot us ideas, thoughts, etc. Also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at caskchasers, or just regular online at caskchasers.org. Thanks so much for being with us, and until next time, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram, it's all in the chase. <laughs>